Do they put on rubber gloves to see if you're a good fit? Yep, he knows the drill. At any point, were you naked and buttered? Well, uh, what are you talking about? You have what in your eye? Breast milk? Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. That's what I needed. I have like a small... It's above average. I just find them adorable. I don't know if I like it or not. This little fucker's evil. Fuck yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, that's on my to-do list. That's just fucking way off limits. That leaves a lot of doors open. Am I right? Am I right? Does this look infected? My ears hurt when I pee. There's a story here that we don't want to hear. Yeah, you got to get consent for that. Wait, I don't consent. For some reason, that seems creepily intimate. Yeah, that's that's my brain. These are horrible people. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is our Call of Cthulhu actual play show. It is set in a homebrew universe, written by our keeper, where the story is created by all of us, collaboratively, in the moment. If you like what we do here and care to support the show, there are two ways you can do that. One is to purchase a copy of our module. It's called The Snake's Oil. It's set in and features characters and NPCs from season one of this here show. You can find it on DriveThruRPG. And again, it's called The Snake's Oil. You can also hit us up on Patreon. There are some very cool rewards over there, and it really does help what we do here. You can find us at patreon.com slash under the library. Or if you don't want to remember all that stuff, you can just head over to underthelibrary.com slash support. There are links to both of those things there. Also, don't forget, our other show is called Up Your RPG. It has all kinds of amazing role-playing gaming tips to get more role-play out of your TTRPG. It can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Again, that's Up Your RPG. With that, let's start a show. My name's Arthur. I'm playing Buddy. We are back to full strength tonight. That means I'm joined by Emily as Joe, Wayne as Sister B, Rick as Sam, Scott is playing Eddie, Chris is Pappy, and as always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is all yours. Thanks, Art. And speaking of the snake's oil, uh, our friends over at Percentile Vice are doing a really kind of kick-ass actual play of it. It's three episodes, and they're wonderful, uh, funny, and really referential to everything here. So check out Percentile Vice if you want to hear snake's oil, because who knows when we'll ever get to it. Uh, With that, I need to give out our disclaimer. We are a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. As such, we feature bodily horror, uh, traumatic imagery, and the list probably goes on and on. Rick's here tonight, so cannibalism is on the table. And so with that, if you can put caretaker of an elephant, a spouse that doesn't notice, and a door that won't open into some sort of logical sequence, you're probably in the right place. And I'll turn it over to Emily for last week's recap. Sure. Thanks, Michael. So last week, Pappy left Sister B at the pharmacy and he followed Joe to the ice cream shop where he sees her through the window. But then the scene freezes as he meets Betty Lou's eyes. So what looks like glass feels like wood and he works his way around the building but cannot find a way in. At the same time, over at the gas station, Eddie gets Buddy out from the tunnel 
but Sam falls deeper into his vision and is briefly incapacitated. When he comes to, he hears Eddie talking about him and perceives an insult, and then cold cocks him from behind. In the ice cream shop, Betty Lou shows Joe a vision, an alternative vision of her past, and the guilt and horror sent Joe spiraling into madness. Alternative? Alternative? Alter- wait, 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 wait. Who put alternative so in there? I put alternative. Alternative from what she knew of her own history. Oh, okay. All right. It is All alternative right. to everything presented so far in the show. Okay. Alternative right. doesn't have to mean false. It just okay. means other. He got a little sensitive there. Mm-hmm. He did. He, he, he really pushed a button. Yep. I just beep, beep. used a word that means a simple thing. Okay. All right, hit the button. Hit the other button so that we can get going, Circus Peanut. Oh, was that the end of it? Yeah, that was the end of it. Oh, okay. I thought there was more recap. He's not so good at that uh, that insinuation part. Recaps are short now. You wanted them shorter, so they're shorter. But Circus Peanuts. So short that you cannot get Circus Peanuts during (laughs) the recap. Oh, there's nothing that short. Really? Well, come see me. My kids found him and they ate them all. I, uh, most things, oh my god uh so many comments okay most things we do in this show are above the table so to speak but right now emily i need you to make that role that we that i suggested that you might need to make oh sure yeah okay wow there's something secretive going on here yeah there kind of um, is was it a listen role yes it was okay um that is a regular success Okay, brilliant. All right. So I think, let's see, we're going to, we need to start, normally I open this part up, but I think we need, or we could, we could start with, uh, I, I can, we can start with Buddy and Eddie and Sam, or we can start with Joe. So I Whatever do think that we need to start with Joe to give some context to what happened last week. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I'm just, works. I'm so excited. I The words... Are going faster than my brain. I'm not sure if my excitement is the same as your excitement, or maybe I have none. I feel maybe like I'm getting fear. a weird POV session with Wayne that <laughs> I probably should have paid for. <laughs> is this going on our only fl- fans channel? Good lord! <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. Uh, okay, we need to get into game mode here, like serious face. All right. Yeah, if you're starting with Joe, she's having a hard time right now. Okay. So what's the last scene that we left off with with Joe? The the yeah. last moment. Um I she... believe it was her heading down into the basement with a pair of pliers. That's the last thing I remember. That's correct. Okay. And you'll tell me if this gets N S F S. Oh, oh yes. it probably already is. Yeah, sorry about that, Scott. Uh yeah. Uh you probably can headphones. go ahead and yeah, you can D headphone and we'll we'll bring you back in in a minute. All right, so we left, we've come back, and I need you to tell me, uh, uh, Joe comes back up the stairs, so this is past Joe in the vision, and she looks at present Joe, and present Joe is feeling claustrophobic and caught in this vision right now, right? Like, she's tried to exit it multiple times. She can't get out, yeah. And she can't. 
and past Joe locks eyes with her as she comes out of the basement. Uh, she has a tooth in the pair of pliers. Uh, the black fluid is rolling through her eyes. They're bloodshot on the sides. Uh, there's no real better description than to say that uh, she looks demonic. And I'd like you to narrate what you see her do or the end of this scene. What I see Joe from the past do? Yeah, what's like, what's what's going to be this kind of memorable moment that would stick out as the end of this vision for her? Okay. So we lock eyes. And can... I just want to ask for clarification. Can current, present Joe control her movements? Or is she just kind of drawn along by wherever past Joe is going? Uh, she is kind of following her along. But if you want to time dash to a specific spot, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, no, no, that's okay. Uh, I just Good. wanted to know if yeah. I... So if she moves, I move, essentially. Right. But you could, I, I guess you could think of yourself as maybe almost like you could walk around her in this vision. So if you wanted to take a different angle or mm -hmm. something, but you're kind of tied to, but though she walked in, you did walk, you did watch yourself walk into your parents' room and not go in there with her. So you do have some sort of autonomy, but you're stuck in the vision. Okay. I, I guess I was just asking, I'm just going to narrate what she does, but not what, um, current joe does because current Perfect. joe doesn't have a lot of autonomy that's sort of yep. what i was trying to get yeah, at. yeah yeah yep okay okay so i see her walk into the bathroom and take a little white towel and just clean the tooth which is bloody drop the towel on the floor and then she goes into the bedroom and pulls the little box out from under her dresser and she drops the tooth in there and puts it back and then as she slides it underneath she looks up into the doorway and locks eyes with me again with joe again and this time there is a sort of recognition in her body language not in her eyes because her eyes are black but a a sense of of energy as if she knows that i'm there and focused on me she moves toward me and then past me and continues and she goes back to the kitchen puts the pliers back where she got them and then goes through a few more drawers comes out with a very large knife and approaches Joe me and I find that I can't move whatever sense of autonomy I had is gone. And she just slowly draws it across my throat. And I pop back into my body. 
And Michael, you're muted. We're going to cut okay. from what you just described <laughs> to kind of a, a drawn away three quarter camera view of you and Betty Lou sitting at the table. And Joe's eyes are wide open and she's completely frozen. And Betty Lou is bringing her hands uh, back towards herself. I'm going to leave that scene and cut to Pappy and Sister B. Pappy's muted. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I couldn't get Wouldn't in have the, wanted to miss that. Yeah, I, I couldn't get in the building, so I'm hightailing it back to the, the pharmacy. Oh, and uh, and, uh, uh I guess Sister B would have uh, come out of the pharmacy. What time of day is it? Like it was morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was morning. Is it a beautiful morning? Because she would not sit inside. She would go outside for fresh air. Yeah, and uh, Pappy, can you make oh, a can uh, you no. make a spot hidden roll, Pappy? I need to check on something. Uh, Seventy four. Okay, so that's a fail. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead then. Hey, Sister B, we got trouble. And he says, oh, what a kind of trouble could be on such beautiful morning. It's wonderful. The trouble we were headed towards. Remember, we were going to the fucking ice cream store because Joe's in trouble. Oh, language. <laughs> well, I'm just it's... reminding you of the urgency. It's almost like you were gone for a week and forgot. <laughs> that, that could be. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's uh, so I got there and uh, that witch or whoever she is uh, looked into my eyes and next thing you know i couldn't see anything in the building but i did see she's at the table with joe and she was reaching out to uh, touch joe's hands so, so something you... is seriously wrong here so the, the building was locked you could not get into a building i couldn't find the door oh she had some sort of spell she did she has trapped our, something, our, trapped our joe yeah, so something tells... in my mind she tells us to, to protect to protect Joe, and then she does things like this. Uh, let's go back to ice cream shop and, and see what happened. Okay, whatever you do, if you look through the glass, don't look in the witch's eyes. Oh, she has done things when we touch her, man. I have looked into her eyes before, very, very deeply, and that's when we all oh, that ocean stuff. Ah, this is very interesting. So keep your eyes closed, maybe. Find the door, keep your eyes closed, and open the door, and then we'll just go in there and try okay. to save Joe. So Sister B with her suitcases following uh, uh, Pappy to, to ice cream shop. She, sister B did not know where it is. No, you do. Okay. So, we... so when you get to the ice cream shop, uh, Sister B, it's going to look to you like they're frozen in time. But, Pappy, you'll immediately notice that this is the same scene that you walked away from, you know, whatever, five, <clears throat> ten minutes ago. And uh, Sister B goes over to door and she lays her hand on, on door and she says a, a few words to herself. And uh, she says, oh, oh, does the door seem real? How does it seem to Sister B? Is it like Pappy described it or does it seem just like an ice cream shop? 
Uh, if you're trying, are you trying to like reach for the handle, or you just so if you're laying your hands on the glass? Yeah. It, first of all, it doesn't feel cool at all, right? Like glass would feel. It yeah. feels like a hard, kind of stiffened surface, and uh, it doesn't doesn't seem to react like it should. And uh, so, Sister B is like, this is all very strange. This is uh, the almost like material is is different, and then uh. She she looks around on the the ground to see if she could spot. Um, and and sister B to be clear, right? You can see Joe and uh, Betty Lou inside the ice cream shop mm -hmm. at a table sitting there, but they're not moving not at moving. all. So sister to be uh, reacts and looks on the ground for uh, handy rock, cinder block, brick things, anything like that. Sure, uh, make a luck roll. Yep, let's do. A big old dice right here, and uh, nope, just missed it. Okay, so I, there's I like, like... Sister, I like Sister B's idea. Yeah, smashing the windows. So I'm gonna look uh, 23. So that's a a regular success. And that, that's fine. Y'all find some crumbled bricks and maybe a a small piece of uh. What would make sense there? Like a small piece of pipe that was left outside one of the shops uh, nearby. Okay. okay, I give Sister B the pipe uh, in case you want to go crazy on it, and I'll just huck a hunk of brick at the uh, win window. Yeah, Sister okay. B watch watches what happens with a brick before make, you make it. a dodge roll, Pappy. This will be, be what you do for uh, doubling the look for the bricks. Okay, I made it. Let's see how. Okay, all well right. Then if, if you made it, uh, it so it's you a hard success. You chuck the brick at the wall and it flies right back at you and you quickly like kind of move Whoa. your your head. Uh, you do notice that it left a dent in the image that's in front of you. And uh, this is uh, no, Mr. Pappy, this this makes uh, n no sense whatever. And then she takes uh, the pipe and just gently, you know, taps taps the glass gives it a whack okay and it makes it makes a sound like you're knocking on a really thick door as you do that and i said oh and i said oh and the image is chipped where pappy threw the brick there's no mm -hmm. longer let's say yeah. it was glass it's now uh it, if you want to you could make a spot hidden on this so this is where she says she's starting to put put something together and and she says oh i have seen things like this uh this place is disguised there was some sort of a system to put uh camouflage over this to hide what it really is and uh she rolls a 70 <laughs> which is terrible yeah and and so it's just a really hard kind of unidentifiable surface and so she puts down puts down the pipe and the fact that there's something else. So she says, "I think uh, think the surface is hiding something underneath. I think this is some sort of phantasm." And she starts reaching for what would be perhaps uh, like if you had laid an image over a wall where there was a door, the door that would be underneath. It's like she's reached feeling for a frame. Yeah, uh, I, and I I interject that last week I I did that all along the. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, that's what happens when you miss a week. Okay, um, so that's what she, that would be her thing. So she does do that. I was gonna say, and then I assume Pappy would say, "No, that's okay. I did yeah. that already." Yep. And All while right. 
while you're doing that though while you're feeling and happy interjects you feel the the surface turn from uh kind of that texture that it was to the coolness of glass and you're able to see through it and you see a table inside with just joe sitting there all by herself and we're gonna cut to sam and eddie and buddy it's the Buddy and Eddie show. Do, 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 do. Now with Sam. <laughs> now with more Sam. <clears throat> now with more punches. Well, we got more Sam. So who, uh, who who threw the punch? I, in the recap, I didn't catch that. It was Sam's. Oh, that was Sam. Three guesses. Yeah, who do, who do you think? Punchy McPuncherson over there. Okay. So yeah, no, we'll, we'll throw we'll punch. Every we'll punch. Throw punch. <laughs> so no, no women were punched in that episode in the throat? No. Well, I mean, Eddie was punched, so... Eddie, Eddie, Eddie showed self-control, and man, Sam and Eddie sort of worked it out. We'll see what happens. Well, we worked it out there, buddy. All right. Thanks for the yeah, clarification. Yeah. But, buddy was pretty close to shooting him. Again. Uh, Again? I okay. don't know. So the, when we left it, I, I had said I'd been saying to uh, Buddy that uh, it was unfortunate, just to remind everyone, it was unfortunate crazy how far we'd gone afield from sort of our initial thing about looking for Lana and mm -hmm. even before that trying to track down Richard and in the suspicious death which is what brought us here in the first place and then Sam's ears perked up and that's when we left so yes, where, where is where is Lana what what happened to her I don't I don't even know what happened to her I, I Everything happened so fast. I, I, I haven't even heard if they recovered her or not. If they got a body, if they took her away, we, we still got to so find Lana. Why did they even take her in the first place? We can. We didn't even find out why they took her. We, we're, we're no better off than when we started, and we're worse because I got punched in the face, and you got you got smashed by a building. Yeah, my ribs hurt. Yeah, we got now. Now, now, hold hold on, you two. First, are you talking about Lana? Uh, one over at the uh, old drinking hole. Yeah, how do you well, know okay. Lana? Uh, Lana's just an old old bar fly. She's always there. You poke your head in, but uh, m more importantly, I, I have to ask you. You, you mentioned someone's name, uh, a Richard. Yeah, Who, which Richard are you talking about? Someone here in town? Someone outside of town? I'm just curious. What's what's Richard's last name? What's Richard's last name? <laughs> Richard Hooventhausen. Full regard. I kind of eliminated it from my head because y'all made. I think so it was Finger. Finger. Uh, what? No, that was definitely Dick Finger. Not <laughs> it was Richard. definitely Dicky Finger. Right. Oh. It was, uh, wait, wait. Are we still penalized well, if uh, we say Dick? Because I want to say Dick Finger. <laughs> <laughs> well. I can go get the old journal. Uh, I'm, it's okay. I'm, we'll I'm looking at the fiber. Thank you. Fiber. Right. Sorry. So yeah, yeah. We uh, the whole thing that got us started in the first place is I was uh, I was here looking into a suspicious death to about Richard Feimer. He's an important guy in town, and uh, he he got he got dead in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and it it relates to some other stuff. Buddy's been helping me. We've been helping each other. We're investigating this guy's death. And we just, it seems like every time we go down one road, it gets blocked for us and we got to look for another road. 
Oh, I see. And this is a Richard Feynman. He's the one up on the hill. Is that right? Yeah, he's got that nice big house. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, interesting, interesting. Why, why you boys uh so so fascinated by this? And what, what, what? A, Sam, I got to ask you a question. We've said it, and I feel like it's just not getting through that thick old head of yours. And if you punch me in the face, I put a fucking bullet in you. Did you know that I'm an FBI agent? No, sir. Yeah, and I'll take out my badge and I'll say, just so you know, you punched an FBI agent in the face. And I'm going to point to Buddy and I'm going to be like, and he is military police and he is trained to put bullets in assholes like you when they punch his friends. Well, you should know, sir, and I'm looking over, Buddy, that your ass was saved by a goddamn veteran. And uh, I'll say, uh, and you're welcome for it. And I'm sorry about the little kiss on the cheek there, Mr. Eddie, FBI man. But uh, more importantly, uh, uh, wh why, why is someone with such a prestigious title coming down here to uh, to to our, our, our neck of the woods? This seems a little outside of your East Coast swag. Who said anything about East Coast? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, his access ain't Texas. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that, that is, and I got to say, just a little anti-Semitic. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. So, uh, it, 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 I mean, you sort of, I don't know if you know this or not, Sam, but the guy that was killed, at least that we are pretty sure was killed, he did a lot of work for the military and he 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 got killed in a way that is connected to the base. And so that makes it a federal matter. If we left it to the local cops, they're not going to be able to have access to the base. They're not going to be able to do what they got to do. This is this falls squarely in the jurisdiction of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Oh, and my Lord. I've got cooperation from my good friends in the military because they gave me their best and their brightest right here with Buddy. But he kind of looks around, like looking for who the best and the brightest is. Yeah, and Sam looks around, <laughs> and, and so he, I guess, no one huh. says a thing about my friend, buddy. Oh, and uh, I see, I see. I'm a little acquainted with the base myself. See, I, I deliver and prepare their uh, their foods. I'm, I'm a rancher myself. I've got a little bit of a piece of land uh, on the other side of town, but. Um, uh, this Richard. I've always been partial yeah. to fried chicken myself, but that sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's funny you say that. There was some <laughs> fucking hooligan coming into this goddamn town trying to do that. And he pulled the most ridiculous, insulting uh, 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 prank on my little Amos. And, uh, and did he randomly well, punch someone? Because gonna... that would be terrible. Uh, sounds like uh, you actually have a lot in common with him. Oh, I know. It's, yeah, funny. Same psychological funny. profile. Same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, funny you say that. I, I heard he was affiliating there with Mr. Richard. Do you, uh, you know anything about that? Who, who is it? I know what you're talking about. This chicken purveyor, Mr. Bello Pole, who decided to come on down here to this city. 
He just said he liked fried chicken. I just said I like fried chicken, you idiot. <laughs> Sam has a little bit I'm of a I'm writing down Bellow. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I went on a little bit of a... A, a, a little PTSD. A, a little PTSD I'm writing down the name yeah. Bellow Poulet, and I'm like, we got to check this guy out, see if he's related somehow. <laughs> oh, shit. But Mr. Sam, and, I think we need to talk about your trauma responses. Um, <laughs> I think you, you might need somebody to talk to. Well, that's you probably seem, about You seem right. to get pretty severely triggered well when you have something like this happen uh, and i pull like my collar down a bit to show the scars uh again over to buddy uh, uh then uh uh you know you're not left exactly uh, in one piece but uh, uh again think, my, my i think we all have our own scars that's fair point fair point and so, uh, what have you found out about this, Richard? Anything I need to be worried about? Yeah, I got a family here in town. You, you seem awfully interested in this. You're asking some questions. Not that I mind. Questions are pretty good. I like asking questions myself. But you seem like you might know something about our friend Richard here that we're investigating. What can you tell me about him? Well, I just know he kept to himself up there on the hill, and you know, not for nothing. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's important for me to just be aware if there's any murders or, or killings or what happened in here on town. You know, I got a family to look after and, uh, you know, he was, uh, uh, known to be a pretty bright man. Uh, so if he's dead and found himself at the opposite end of somebody's, somebody's attention, uh, then, uh, well, that somebody must have, uh, had it out for him pretty good. Yeah, well, that's what we're investigating. Okay, if you got nothing else to contribute, I think we're probably done with you. I got to say, if you, you put your hands on anyone again, or unless you have any relevant information that you decide to share because it would be germane to the discussion, that would be fucking amazing. Oh, but I otherwise, see. Otherwise, we can just go on our way and never see you again. <laughs> well, that sounds pretty damn good to me. <laughs> I think what Eddie's saying, Sam, is he's going to leave you to role play with your wife for the rest of the season. <laughs> Protect your secrets. All good. Uh, uh, so I'll, I'll be like, so Sam, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us? Uh, oh, man. Well, I'll be honest with you, Mr. Eddie. It, uh, no, no, I'll say, hey, hey, you can call me Eddie Doldingendorf. You can call me Eddie Ten Fingers. You can just call me Eddie. Never call me Mister Eddie. That makes me feel like a horse. Dill, 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 dill. What? Yeah, you, you got it. Let, let it roll off the tongue. Dill Dingendorf. Dill Dingendorf. Until you've had a mouthful of Dill Dingendorf, you don't know nothing. Okay, we're gonna move on from the bad accent club and go back to Sister B and Pappy and see if they can save this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are we are at door, uh at at uh, Wall and Door, and uh, Sister B thinks uh, this is a trigger of the mind, and she she um, tries to quiet herself, and she does a little prayer, and she sets her hand on uh, on Wall and Door, and she wants to be able to. It's, it seems to be the glass was I don't know if the glass was coming more apparent that it was real and maybe we saw Joe inside but she's not quite sure so she just wants to calm herself and feel where the door is and the handle and if things are seeming more natural but she wants to try to get over this uh what she seems to be a figment of her mind and it's not right. real. make a sand roll with that old sister B I think you should be able to cover this one but we just want to make sure 
Oh yeah, twenty. Got it. All right. So what's your your feeling? Everything seems to feel exactly like it should. The handle on the door, the glass feels like glass. The wall parts feel like wall. Uh, they feel like the stucco. So all the textures seem to line up with what you're touching. Okay, and without opening her eyes, she reaches over where the door handle for ice cream shops should be, where it would be the door would open or push in whichever way it goes. It pulls open towards you, and it as it does, uh, some little bells ring. Ding, 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 ding. Mm. And she opens and hears, hears bells, and, and she sm- She takes a good smell, and does it, it smells all natural. But she doesn't open her eyes yet. So as she walks in, the smell is that sweet confection smell of an ice cream shop, right? Like waffle cones and cool mm-hmm. air and the the freezer cases of the dessert that had been open. You know, like they release those aromas. Mm-hmm. And so the, there's the smell of like chocolate and sweetness in the air. Okay. So she, she, steps, in, she steps inside and takes a deep breath and calms herself and then uh, and just opens her eyes. Just- Calm as can be and looks over to where Joe would be sitting at table. Right. So you're looking straight ahead, right? These are classic chrome back chairs with the the chrome around the tables. uh, And Joe's sitting there absolutely unnaturally still. So Sister B uh, uh, moves over, scoots over. Uh, puts her, anything she's carrying down and then uh, puts her hand um, quietly if are Joe's hands on the table at her side how is she sitting jo- Joe's hands are uh, one of them is across the table like in the same place so she kind of had a hand across the table in front of her and that's where Betty Lou had rested her hands and then one of them's down by her side so she has one on the table and one down by her side and on the table, between her and her arm, is a book. Book. Ah, uh, the book that uh, Sister B has seen? Oh, that's right. Yes, Sister B has seen yeah. it. Okay. And so she reach, Sister B reaches over and puts her hand very, very carefully and quietly on top of uh, Joe's hand that is on table. Uh, just uh, to feel the temperature, really, she wants to do, and if there's any energy or such like that, what's going might be going on? Anything, a telltale thing? Can I just clarify something quickly? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't think Sister B saw this. Is Hans's book? Ah, yes. Okay, because she saw my journal, like my sketchbook that I that I drew the face in. Yes. Okay. <coughs> so okay. The, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me then let me clarify. It is a different book than the one you saw, Sister B. Okay. Uh, is it kind of sinister looking? No, it's not. It's not sinister looking in any way whatsoever. Honestly, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a bound book uh, in terms of it's not a mass produced. Uh, it's not a mass-produced textbook, but mm-hmm. rather it looks like a journal. So, like a like a graduate level uh, math book. <laughs> Wait, what? No, that it's has, like a that has like no a, title. Yeah, <laughs> just no, like one a, problem in it. Yeah, no, just like a leather casing on the outside that uh, and that it could be tied together, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Gotcha. Okay. So, oh, that's interesting too. So she feels uh, Joe's hand to see if it is very, very cold and if, the, you know, or if there's any warmth coming through it, like a normal body temperature. And then uh, quite, and then with her other hand, she reaches over and she, uh, she just feels, she doesn't touch the book, but she feels near the book. This, if the book is emanating any heat or energy or some, some quirky, odd, Uh, make an occult things. roll <laughs> and while you're making the occult roll when you touch joe she's absolutely frigid okay so occult very very low number yes it should be as it should be uh that would be a yeah 96 <gasps> oh <Huh>. <laughs> Wow. All right. As you and what's happening as you look at the book? We need no, a no. She, we need a uh, boom, she, boom boom boom. She uh she Seriously. she just she felt over it. So uh book <laughs> Oh no no it's totally the wrong feel. Totally the wrong feel. So if book book was sitting on table, she reaches over to it and keeps her hand like you would be feeling above a burner of a stove. If you know you know you go by a burner if you know someone got it. Okay, cooking. make a make a sand roll. I know how to resolve this. Ha 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 ha. Sanity, sanity, sanity. Got it. We're okay. Okay, take two points of damage then. That's no fun. Uh, sanity? Yep. Where's my pencil? Oh. He's got a pencil. lot. I don't have a pencil. As your hand's hovering above the book, uh, you, you feel an ache in your arm and it's creeping up your bicep through your mm -hmm. shoulder. And into your head, and you you almost hear a voice in your head that says, "Hold me." Oh, hmm. Yeah. Wonder... Uh, do I see Sister B? I see what Sister B is doing. Do I yes. see her physically react, like draw her hand away from the book? Or... I don't know. What does Sister B do? Uh, Sister B had hand uh, hand on uh, Joe's hand, and then other hand, and then all of a sudden had this. Uh, cra crazy sense, and then something that said, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll to see if she's startled." And Pappy, where are you while Sister B's kind of making this roll? Tell me about where you are. Uh, I'm, I'm right there. So, came, are you? Are you? Are you behind in. Sister B? Are you around the table? Can you see Joe and Sister B? I'm just yeah, trying I can to see. Think. Yeah, I can see Joe and Sister B. Okay, I saw so... that Sister B was going to help Joe. Okay, so. I swung around so I could see. Uh, Can you make an occult roll for me, Pappy? As as you're doing That's this, what I was hoping to do. I have a very high. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do. Nice. Uh, eight. That's. Uh, uh, well, let me check. It's got to be an extreme success. That's an extreme success. Okay, so as you walk around, Joe, you feel the cold. You like don't extend anything out. You're kind of mentally in this space of preparing to interact with this scene. And as you move around, Joe, uh, that that coldness emanates towards you. It doesn't chill you. It doesn't affect you. You're just able to take notice of it. And then as you move around the table and you watch Sister B's interaction, you're basically very keenly aware of what she's doing. And that as she puts her hand over that book, 
uh, whether Sister B has a major reaction or not, which we'll find out in a second. If it's a mild one, you're perceiving it all essentially, right? You're essentially you you know that whatever Joe's state is is not a natural state, and that you're in an ice cream shop, and that something is very wrong at this moment. And uh, with my background, I am uh, extremely interested in the book. Uh, because if it's the type of book that we all suspect it is, uh, I have to uh, take it and get it to uh, our organization. We we call uh, the person the librarian. Okay. Uh, which Great. is where all of books like that go under <coughs> lock and key. Okay. Mm. And I think what we'll do then is we'll uh, cut from this moment with, sis unless Sister B, will you just tell me what your reaction was so, to, Sister to, Beeb, the um... say, or to hearing the voice say, hold me? Yep, uh, I was considering that a power roll, and okay. she she yeah. made a, a normal success, which means it's a pretty heavy duty thing. So she she flinched. Her eye her eyes would have gone just a little wide, but she flinched. But she she was able to compose herself that she would never touch the book and and not, just pulled it away. Go oh, and says out loud, "No, I will not be picking you up." And she okay, says that. perfect. And we'll cut from that scene and we'll take a quick break. All right, that sounds good. Everybody, take a few minutes, get a beverage, have a pee. We'll see you in a minute. And we are back from break. Michael, it's all you. Okay. Well, then I guess we're going over to the Eddie and Buddy Sam punching bag show. Sure. Okay. I Wherever y'all left off, y'all pick it up. If y'all okay, need some so, guidance, I'll help so, out. No, we're all right there, Keeper. No, you definitely need help with that accent. You, you need, need a lot of guidance. You need help. <laughs> so, uh, 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 Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sam... Uh, do you actually know something about uh Richard that you're you're not telling us? Because it seems like maybe maybe you do. Well, I listen. I don't want to get in any trouble. I got a family to take care of. And, yeah, yeah uh, you you keep saying that. Well, trust trust me. I, I, I'm more scared of, of of my wife than you two right now with your pistol. So I, I need to just make sure I make my myself home tonight. But um, if I did know something about Richard, would I have your assurances that uh, uh, I could keep this as some sort of uh, confidential uh, carryover to you? Well, well I mean, we can't we oh, can't promise that because we don't know we don't know what you did. Um, it, you know, <laughs> what, if, what, wait, wait, wait. If you if you did, did something, well, it seems like you're trying to hide something, and if you're trying to hide something that 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 was bad if you broke laws then we can't tell you that like let's just say we can example, keep it secret you put a bullet in them i'm not saying you did but let's just say theoretically you lost control and you put Whoa. a bullet in them like like most mr we can't mr. really let you off for that because that means we got to arrest you listen mr. if you got Bill. background information if you know what happened yeah. if you know what's going on we'd love to hear mm -hmm. it and we're not going to take you and you're going to help us boy you, you like help talking us, we don't help. you hmm? Well, yeah, I couldn't hear you over the sound of my voice. Yeah, I could tell you really do enjoy that and indulge frequently, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you, you know, do. You know you do, too. Pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, nothing I did, but I, I happened to stumble upon a, what seems like a, a catastrophe over there uh, at Mr. Richard's house. Um, I was uh, accompanying a uh, young, young uh, 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 lass from this city 
Name is Joe. Oh, is that is that why you don't want your wife to know? <laughs> Holy shit, buddy! <laughs> uh, no, she she was she had gone through some trauma. I was just trying to help her out. She seemed a little lost and wayward, and reminded me of my own son uh, in some form and fashion. So, uh, no, sir, uh, take offense to that. Uh, proposition there. Well, you and, know, you uh, seem very nervous, and we don't know this this person that you're talking about. And and you're saying you went to Richard's house with a young woman. Well, that she was. She, we met some folks there, uh, and uh, well, uh, long story short, there was a, a bit of a, a bloodbath there that I that, that I just wanted nothing to do with. Uh, there were brain bits and matter all over the place, and uh, well. Uh, it turns out there's something, something maybe infectious going on, uh, something, uh, something uh, contaminating people and leading to uh, 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 organs or, or, or body parts or brains or heads or so, something like that just exploding. Um, and uh, there was a, a friend of Richard's we met, and uh, he was worried he himself also was uh, contaminated and confided in me before he went off. And, well, he found his own demise behind the wheel and... Uh, it's just really unfortunate, to be honest with you, as his head exploded, apparently, as well. So there's something untoward and, and downright uh, uh, unnatural happening around this town. And uh, It, yeah. it, it kind of seems like there's some pieces of that story that might be missing. Um, you, you said you went to the house, and there were people there, and there was a bloodbath. Can, can you talk, tell us some more about that? It seems to be skimming over some details there. Yeah, well, I came in, uh, th these all folks all seem to know each other. You see, I, I, I got involved after uh, one of their compatriots, that chicken man, insulted my son. And, well, I went to go uh, find them and uh, went off to the local doctor. And so I stumbled upon uh, this, this troop uh, that seemed to be aware of him. And uh, they led me back to the house. And, uh, well, he was, he was downright dead already, as well as uh, this man, Richard. I mean, a and couple are you of... saying that his head... Because we, we, I think the report, not think, I, the report said that he got shot in the head, and that's why his head wasn't so much in one piece anymore. Nah, it wasn't no bullet. It was uh, as if somebody put a large firecracker at the base of his skull and, uh, well, decided to uh, 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 put up some new wallpaper with it, so to speak. And, and did you uh, see and this happen? Just... I'm getting excited. Like, I know Buddy's doing something, but I'm getting excited. Not not like that, you idiot. Like, I'm like, I knew something was wrong. I knew there was something bigger going on here. And yeah, this yeah. is the first break I've gotten. So you can see that I'm like, I'm like, and I knew, and I'm, I got my notebook, and I'm sort of writing all this down, and I'm like, his head's exploding, and I knew there was the, or the autopsy wasn't right. And I'm like, Buddy, this is the break we needed. This is what we needed to find out. So, Mr. Sam, was was Richard alive when you got there? No, he's he's the one whose head looked like you put a couple M80s in the ears gently, slowly, like, and then lit the fuse. <laughs> I don't know how you would know that. Um, it's also a little weird. Uh, and how did how did you know these people? I, like I said, I went there on a bit of a. Uh, I wanted to set the record straight. You see, this chicken man had called our house and uh, had a. Uh, can we, can had, we just call it what it is? You went there to punch him in the face. I went in the. I went there to punch him in the face. And, let's just be clear. <laughs> let's be you. clear. I'm being me. 
and uh and well he 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 they, they told me where he was he apparently was at richard's house and by the time we got there he was already dead in addition to apparently two what looked like government men um there at the house so there were four people dead in the house four people that's right including a, a one of the government folks cars uh which uh, was uh, 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 taken a, a dead car too <laughs> buddy you were on a roll for a second there you were hitting the you're hitting all the right strides there uh i don't think we got to worry too much about the car so i gotta ask you a question i've looked through all the reports i've read every single report mm-hmm. i didn't see your name come up once how come you never told the police none of this stuff uh well my, my impression from these individuals was uh police were not to be tr- at least the local police and some of the local military folks uh, were not to be trusted. There was concern of them uh, covering up or maybe uh, contributing to this in some way. And, uh, well, I-, I could not get my name and my family's name out there uh, for risk of getting them involved and hurt. So you mentioned this this Bello Poulet. Uh, what was the name of the woman that you were with and and the people that you met there? Uh, well, her, her name was Joe, Joe Barnes. Is that one of the has has Joe's name come up for us before? Hmm. Make a. I think we'll leave this one up to the dice. So, no, uh, just you, Eddie. Can you make? Uh, no, no, just for. I've Eddie. been doing the investigations. Right, yeah. Can you make an edu made. roll? Let's. This would clearly fall under edu just to yeah, see if you I ran think across I got it. it. I got a. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I actually got a, a half success. Okay, so I, you come up with where this would make sense, where it would fall into your investigation, knowing Joe's history, I, how you would run across her, because that's, uh, I'll leave that up to you. I'll be a lazy keeper. Go ahead. Nice. And who so, are some of the other people who were there? Oh, at the time, uh, there was, uh, I believe, a gentleman who knew Richard, a Quentin. Uh, nope, that was the Rutherford? previous character. Rutherford. Uh, Rutherford, thank you so much. It was Quentin right. in and season I, one. I'm looking through my notes, <laughs> and I'm looking through my notes, and I'm like, Rutherford, Ruth- yeah, Rutherford comes up. He, he, Joe even comes up. She was connected to that kid, Cully, who got the Cully. house. Yep, yeah, yep. Cully got the house, but none of them showed up as being interesting. They just showed up as people that were around for a little bit, and then they just sort of went away. Rutherford disappeared. He's one of the people that I'm interested in finding, if I can. Now, you're telling me that he's he's not even part of the picture. He's dead somewhere. He didn't even come up in a single report as being dead. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him on his way out. He was worried he got himself contaminated and didn't want to infect anyone else before his head went a kablooey. He hopped in there. Uh, and he gov- died in... what what What's the town we're in? The... the- Los, Los Alamos. Alamos. Thank you. He died in Los Alamos, Sam? No, nah, no. Nah, he died up the road in the town over. Ah. And, and, and I'm, I'm turning to Buddy, and I'm like, every time we learn something, it just, this place stinks more and more. Okay, and I'm, I think that's a perfect note, the, the this town stinks more and more. I want to cut back over to Pappy and Sister B. Y'all make sure you unmute. Go ahead, guys. Y'all take it away. Or sister. Uh. So y'all are standing around the table, right? And Joe yes. is sitting. Yeah, okay. And sister B was like, no, I will not pick you up. And she turns to uh, Pappy. She says, oh, Mr. Pappy, this this book here. 
Uh, it seems to talk. Okay, and my interest is uh, really peaked. Uh, so uh, I'm going to uh, give the, the book a really close uh, look. Okay, so are you leaning over Joe's arm? Like, are you, what are you? No, I'm on, the, I'm on the other side of the table. Right. So, but Joe's arms around. So the book's in front of Joe and her. Oh, arms and, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. So yeah, I'll yeah. be, I'll be over her shoulder then. Yes. Leaning over. Okay. And, and that, so that, that cold emanates up into you. Make a pal roll, Pappy. Uh, 90. I did not make it. Okay. So make a sand roll to follow with that then. Uh, 59. I'm not sure what my sanity is. I did not make it. Okay. Let me, let me roll a little friendship die here for you and see. Ooh, you maxed out there. That's four points of sanity loss as you lean over Joe. And I think what would probably happen there is that that cold from her body would seep into you. And it would evoke some sort of memory out of you. What kind of memory? Just a glimpse, not like a a long drawn out thing, but maybe a, a flash from the past. What would it be? Uh, when uh, uh, a friend and I were uh, investigating some uh, uh, cultist ne'er do wells, and uh, we walked in on them. Uh, we were trying to interrupt some, yeah, it was an orgy, uh, but uh, it was a, a blood orgy, Ooh. and uh, they were about to uh, uh, sacrifice someone, and uh, sadly, we uh, didn't get there and died, and okay. uh, the person was uh, stabbed through the heart. Okay, so maybe maybe the flash then is that moment of the knife that you feel this chill, and then that moment is the the cultist knife going right into that person. Maybe you saw it at that moment, the blood spurting and drawing over the body, okay. and then you flash back and you're reaching for the book. Okay, well I'm definitely going to stumble back. Okay, and try to get my senses about me. Okay. Sister B, there's uh, there's some powerful evil going on here. Did you feel it? Oh, and then uh, Sister B, she still has you know has her hand there and says, "Feel it. I still feel it in my hand. It feels like it is frozen." And she looks at it, expecting to see some almost as if her hand is blackened by by the frost. But then she, then Sister B pulls herself together and says, "Oh, we are forgetting about the, our friend Joe." And then. Sister B goes to where the ice cream is and any water, and she wants to get a cool cloth to bring over to put a uh, to put on Joe's head, if she could, just maybe to pull her out of it or just to sure. tamp her down. And goes sure. over to, to ice cream and, and grabs uh, wet cloth at sink. Okay, and so you, you yep, go ahead. Come and comes back and starts uh, quietly administering and then patting her down on the head and sees see if she is uh, feverish or if she is very cool or which she's what is going on. And if there's any response from her, is she moving at all? And then she goes right in front of her eyes and she does, you know, like uh, like people who have had uh, concussions or shocker where their eyes just aren't moving and wants to see if her uh, pupils are dilated. Yeah, this is, there's no, like, if, as you look into her eyes, there's no response at all. And she says, oh, um, and, they're okay. not reacting. She's not moving. She's, she's cold. In fact, I, I mean, I'll go so far as to say 
if you couldn't tell that she had a pulse, you'd think mm -hmm. she was dead. Okay. And so, and so, Mr. Pappy, we might have to get her to uh, medical attention or hospital. Uh, she is in a bad way here. Okay. Well, let me. Uh, I've got an idea. I take. Uh, I've got a, a toolkit with stuff that I use in my, you know, occult uh, activities. Uh, so I'm actually going to uh, take a, a mirror out and uh, put it up in front of her mouth and see if uh, any breath comes out. And and it it does, um, but it's it's faint. And you have to you you wait a moment for it to happen. Okay, she's then, still she's still breathing, sister. Okay, uh, Mister Pappy, if you can uh, seem to bundle her together, and maybe uh, we should put a, a little a blanket or, or something over her, and then uh, I think she is in shock, and uh, maybe we will have to carry her. I do not know. Uh, I will go look in back room. Uh, I see if this uh, this woman, that's Betty Lou, is still here. And so excellent idea. Was, and uh, while while you step back there, before I help Joe, uh, I've got a pair <clears> of uh, like uh, iron tongs, small iron tongs uh, that I use to like touch things that I don't want to touch. And uh, I'm going to tong the book, slide it away from Joe and uh, slip it into a, uh, a leather bag that I have. Okay. All right, so you're grabbing the book, putting it into a bag, and okay, and then what are y'all doing with Joe? Uh, I'm going to look for uh, some sort of cloth, tablecloth, anything that sure. uh, I can wrap around her to try to warm make, her up. It is an ice cream shop, though. Make a make a luck roll. Uh, 48. I think that's good. Let me check. Luck. Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Okay. Uh, there's nothing. Well you're tonight. you're basically just gonna have to pick her up. You realize, like, there's no. You're you're gonna have to use your own kind of body to add some warmth. And there's there's no blankets or anything or tablecloths, because it's well, an I'm ice cream a, shop. I'm afraid to do that because of the chill. Yeah. That I took. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you do it, but I'm just saying that's pretty much your only option is to pick her up and carry her. Mm -hmm. Uh. Uh, Sister B can do that. She's she's stout and can do that. Uh, but uh, she takes a quick look in back room just to see if there's uh, any of these other things. Uh, oh, Mr. Pappy, you found no blanket. I will look in back room. Maybe there's something here. And she looks and are the lights on, lights off? Is it a little yeah. office? No, there, there's nothing back there that's going to work for this. Unless uh, you want to use a bunch of napkins. Okay, uh, and then Sister B also uh, does the other thing where she looks back there, and this is this is Betty Lou's um, ice cream parlor. So she will quickly do a cursory glance around to see if there's any curiosities, abnormalities, or things that uh, look like make uh, they a, make a spot hiding. hidden roll as you do that. Ooh, nailed that one. Spot hidden. That's in extremes. Uh, What's the middle one? Hard. Hard success. Oh, a hard success? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Um, you look around and you're looking, you know, it's just basically the supplies to the ice cream shop. Okay. Uh, was there, I'm just trying to think, there's the book and um, 
the only thing maybe you wander up back towards the front of the store. Mm-hmm. No, that wouldn't even make sense. So, nope. Yep, there's nothing. Okay, no other doors or anything like that. Okay. Uh, and this is there be nothing uh, seems to be uh, around here, and especially that uh, Betty Lou. She is not around. And so we will attend to uh, Miss Jo here. She is most important thing. I have to have to warn you. When I got, uh, I didn't even touch her. When I got close to her, it sent a, a chill uh, right up into my mind. Oh, this is this is a, a risk that the sister B will take. And uh, she says, "I have carried many of my own uh, sisters when they were hurt, and this is uh, something we must do. There is no choice." And so sister B uh, grabs her and he says, "Mr. Pappy, could you carry my suitcase for me? I will uh, throw uh, Miss Joe. I will carry her." Okay. And is, and is Miss Jo is is Miss Joe particularly big? No, I mean no, she's no. She's yeah. pretty slight. That's what I thought. She's slight. She looks and, years younger than she is because of her small size. And Sister B is actually particularly strong, so she should be able to carry her. Huh. I mean, I guess if you really really wanted to, Sister B, and you have your suitcase, you could wrap Joe in something from inside your suitcase. Oh. If you're particularly concerned about that. Yes. Uh. She will. She'll open suitcase and take out her uh, extra black. Uh, she has only has two. It's her yeah. extra bl- black oh, uh, yeah. dress. Yeah, and those big she... heavy cloaks yeah. even that nuns she... wear. Yeah, she's throw her winter cloak, and she yes, perfect. And she wraps around her uh, nun uh, cloak okay. around her. Okay, so we'll closet. cut from the scene of Sister B wrapping Joe in a black co- cloak, and then moving over to Buddy Eddie and Sam. So, uh, uh, Mr. Sam, are those the only people that that were at that at no, Richard's residence? Well, at Richard's residence, there was also a, a, a man looked like a vagrant of some sort. This uh, uh, fouled, uh, stinky man named Boone. I, I don't think Boone was there at that time. I thought it was Boone and Rutherford. No, Boone. Boone went down. Boone was in the car. Boone went down south to see his yeah. family, and yeah, this was after did, he returned. No, but you did meet Boone at some point, right? Yeah, did, was, didn't it, Sam and Boone meet each other? It was I, Sam and Boone at the house. This was after oh, Boone that's had right. gotten back. Yep, 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 yep. Oh yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, the old Sam remembers. And, and was Boone his first name or his last name? I think he's more like Cher. It's just one. Well, I suppose that's not a thing right now. Yeah, just one. <laughs> okay. Or um, he didn't share it or care to. And how did you all wind up getting from Los Alamos to Abiquiu? Uh, it's like you're asking these leading questions. Uh, so, Well, you we... did say that, that Richard or that um, Rutherford uh, died in Abiquiu. So I actually didn't say which town. You said the next. You said the next, the next town, town over. We were already on our way there. Oh, interesting. So you, you already know. had a bit of this. Um, yeah. Well, I I drove my truck, and uh, uh, the rest of them took one of the government vehicles from the two men who were killed there on site. Uh, and don't you remember the boom mobile that I tried to give you? To make up for the fact that I blew up your chicken. Is that what you did? Yeah, okay. Well, that was that was yeah. when I was bellow. This is Sam, for what it's worth. No, but I still had that. That's what I oh, drove you did. to. Oh, you did. That's what you drove. Abiquiu. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, so yeah. What, why did they decide 
to the leave Richard's house, and where were they going in Abiquiu? Um, well, they, they, they claim they found some sort of clue or hint to an alternative house of Richard's in Abiquiu. Oh, do you have that address? Keeper, can I do a like a? a I'm I don't, looking like in a, his eyes to see if he's like lying a, to me. Like a psychology role or an intuition here to figure out. Um, should I trust them at this point? Yeah, abso- absolutely. You should. I right? this, fully this... support that. Yeah, go for it. You make that role. Thank you. Love. Now you're divulging a lot of information. You're right. Uh, uh, I got a twenty-two. Which is, uh, is is that a success? Is it an extreme success? Is no, it a hard success. Well, it depends on what you're asking me. What should I roll? Was this going to be a psychology? You think? Sure, that that makes sense. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> is there a role I... that would have made more sense? Then uh, Sam, I would say I would say you're neither. Uh, you're uncertain about it, right? Like they're new people. <laughs> I think your instinct, your intuition, might be that you want to trust them, but you're totally uncertain at this point. Because yeah. I think what that says, and that's totally reasonable in this moment. Yeah. I would yeah. like to remind you that you did punch me in the face, and we did not put bullets in you or let them haul you away. I, I also divulged quite a bit here out of uh, kindness and uh, generosity. Yeah, I, I, I think he's gone. He's gone kindness pretty and far. Generosity. <laughs> Co- cooperating with an with an investigation. Yeah, maybe. Let's be optimistic. Okay, it's like so it's I, like civic duty. Yeah. Well, fair, okay. fair. so I, all right. So I asked the question, like, like, like about the address, and you know, do you know mm-hmm. where, where it's located? And I said we, we don't mean anyone any harm. We are just trying to get to the bottom of this. There's something bigger going on, Sam. You're a good, you're a good citizen. You you helped out. You're trying to do the right thing here. We're just trying to do the same thing. Listen, I I, I appreciate it. I appreciate your kindness here, and not uh not locking me up for my moment of uh, hallucinatory uh, 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 indiscretion. 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 Um, but. But I'll be honest, I, I I don't know you two from Adam, eh? and uh, well, I I'd like to just get to know you a bit better before I start giving out other people's personal information. You know, as much as I appreciate that, and certainly <laughs> drinking a cup of coffee together, I'm all good with that. This is an official investigation, and there's one of two ways that you give us the information: we work with you, or we put you in handcuffs and we see what happens after that. Right, I, we're going to, we're going to cut from that scene and go back to sister B and Pappy carrying Joe I'll out. Punch of him again. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sister, I, sister B puts uh Joe. Uh, well, I think she could probably just carry her probably uh, holding her. Cause sister B has good 60 strength. She's a strong woman. And so she, she lifts her up and tosses her uh, over her shoulder that way, her head over her shoulder, and carries her carries her as gen- gen- gently as she can. And then says to Mr. Pappy, um, oh, do you know where the near, nearest uh, medical facility is? Uh, do we? I don't, I don't know. Uh, sure. No, I'm, uh, I'm new to town. 
And I said, we are not going anywhere near that uh, bigger facility that has military people, but there must be a other, other doctor or something in town. And so we go out into the street and hopefully maybe we see someone walking by. Uh, you do. You see, well, Pappy, make a spot hidden. Uh, 14. That's going to be is some that? kind of... Uh, let, 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 let. Uh, 14. What is that for you? It's a uh, hard success. Okay, a hard success. So, I, yeah, I mean, certainly you'd see some bystanders or some people walking around. Um, you, you'd also, like, catch a... a catch glimpses of somebody that uh or, or you'd catch glimpses of figures that disappear behind buildings that would make you suspicious you're 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 like on high alert essentially now that you have this book in your possession and you have joe in your hands um so I'll you know go up to you the could... most uh innocuous looking person and uh, say we've got a we've got a uh, injured uh, young person here oh i want to Got to get her to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. go uh, right down the street there and uh, take a right and then take a left and then take another right and you'll be right there. Uh, there's a there's a great doctor down there. Okay, what's the doctor's name? Uh, Dr. Schulten. Dr. Scholes? Dr. Schulten. That's what I was thinking. Schulten. A shoe doctor. Dr. Charlatan? Okay. Uh, oh, thank you. You've been kind. And then I go down a little bit, find someone else, and ask them the same thing, just to yeah, kind yeah. of compare. Mm. Oh, uh, oh, um, oh, my God, you people. <laughs> you want to you wanna go down the block, take a right, take a left, take another right? You'll be right down there. It's Dr. Shilton. Everybody knows him, yeah? Well, okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we go. We take a right. We take a left. We take no, no. Right. The right one. He said left, right, the left. Now he said right, left, right. They are obviously leading us astray. It is a oh. terrible. So they would put put a young woman's life in danger. He's a horrible people. Um, okay, so so Sister B ca ca carries a, a jaw and keeps a says, "Oh, we will go." And she actually goes into a trot, and she wants to get there as fast okay. as can. So y'all are running. Uh, you need to make a strength roll. See how if you can carry this on. It's not a lot, but I got to see what kind of state you're in. Okay, I left the dice in another room, and wife has gone to bed. That is more dangerous than rolling a ninety-six. So I'm going to let Mister Pappy roll my dice. Okay. Uh, you got a fifty-five. Oh, piece of cake. That is success. Hey, so you're pretty much, uh, Pappy. You're pretty impressed, right? Sister B's running. She's Ooh. got Joe in her arms. There. Uh, yeah, I can uh, barely keep up with the bags. I've only, you know, I'm seventy years old and only have a forty-five strength. So she's probably uh, pulling out ahead of me. Okay, and so as you walk into the doctor's office, uh, it, it is a freestanding building, but mm -hmm. uh, there's a there's a receptionist. Um, and as you walk in there, the door swings shut behind you. And while you're at the desk, uh, there's, uh, another person in the waiting room, a woman, she's about, oh, in her fifties or sixties and kind of a hat and a dress. And, um, yeah. And so you can go right up to the receptionist and tell oh. her what you need. 
Okay, and he says, oh, and, and of course, Interessa says, I am uh, a sister Piero Pluskin uh, from uh, from uh, my, the order of the sisters from the East. And uh, I uh, have uh, oh, a young... Hello, sister. How can I help you? And you, if you could see this uh, young woman, we have found her and she is in great distress. I cannot see any physical injuries, uh, but she is very cold and barely breathing. We need to uh, administer her in an emergency matter. Uh, do, does she have health insurance? <laughs> oh... Uh, I will look at uh, her wallet and see if there is a XLS Blue Cross Shield card in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, and and she says no, uh, uh, sister. Uh, the the doctor will see you most most quickly. I'll let him know. And she jumps up and she heads to kind of the back of the office. Um, as you turn around, you're holding Joe in your arms, and um, a, another uh, you know patient walks in through the door. Ding. As it kind of jings the door and uh, sits down and kind of takes a seat next to the um, to the woman in her you know fifties or sixties and picks up mm -hmm. a newspaper and starts to read it as well. Okay. And uh, and she comes back and she says, uh, "the the doctor will be with you just in a minute. It'll just be a minute." It, uh, I was going to every minute counts. This is a this is emergency situation. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I probably would have made it there by now. I was lagging behind. Oh, that's right. You were behind us. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so you would come in and you would see the scene. There's a woman on the right reading the paper and then uh, another woman uh, sitting there just kind of tapping her foot and holding her hat. Uh, my, and uh, my paranoia. Like carrying my, Joe. My uh, paranoia is kind of and anxiety is through the roof. So I'm going to uh, uh, really give a good uh, look up and down the two people that are sitting there to see if I catch any sort of weird vibe off of them. Okay, make a psychology roll. Three? Oh, man. I don't think I even have psychology. Wow. <laughs> oh, I do. I have a 60 in psychology, so that's an extreme success. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> you, you're kind of basically you know situating everybody uh the the woman in the with the hat kind of tapping her foot and looking off looks legitimately anxious to you um you catch the person with the paper uh sneaking glances at sister b and joe from behind the paper and um you also pick up that uh, uh for the time she's wearing clothes that don't seem quite to fit her. They're a little high up off the ankles and a little short in the wrists. And um, you're even wondering if they're possibly men's clothes. Who is, wait, who is this now? Uh, it's a woman sitting, reading the newspaper next to the other oh, woman. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yep, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, well, I'm going to uh, uh, grab a seat so that I'm uh, directly across from the, the person reading the newspaper. And uh, I'm going to uh, reach into my pocket and uh, put my hand on my gun. And I'm just going to be acutely aware of everything that's going on in the room, but especially the person sitting across from me. All right. And we'll cut over to the other three then. Sam, Eddie, and Buddy, you're on. Okay. So, um, uh, Mr. Sam, sir, um, <clears throat> yes. I, I know you're reticent to answer too many more questions, but I'm just trying to understand the, the, the story here so that I can get it straight in my head. Uh, so you, you went into the house with Miss Joe, and there were four dead people in there, and 
two men. Is is that it? So there, there, was, there was Mr. Rutherford. And Joe wasn't Joe wasn't with me at the time. She was still back at the clinic. Um, a clinic? What clinic? The 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 doc here in town. <laughs> oh, where where you went looking for um uh, the the chicken man? Chicken man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then in the in how did you wind up going from? The doctor to Richard's house. That's where they said the chicken man was. And I was ah, just okay, kind of that makes sense. There. Okay, yep. so you were gonna go punch the chicken man. Um, yep. Okay, and then you got there, and there were four dead people and two men. There was the the, the Boone, Mister Boone, one named Mister Boone, and um, Richard's friend Rutherford. It's great, and don't forget uh, Joe and Cully. Well. Oh, was Cully at the house? D during this period, I think it was just that. I think you guys were still back at the at the clinic, Cully, you and Joe. Okay. And there was nobody else there? That was it. Okay. And that, then what happened? Well, uh, then uh, <clears throat> sort of a premonition that we needed to get out of there from uh, Mr. Rutherford. And, uh, well, we, we got in our vehicles and uh, I headed back to the clinic and uh, at that point there was concern that uh more of the military folks may be coming after these youngins and so i i was asked and beseeched if i would help them get to abiquiu and uh well that's 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 what i did okay. i helped joe and cully get themselves all the way over to abiquiu okay and at the clinic it was joe and cully those the yeah, I mean, well, there's a clinic staff as well. Okay. Okay. And then you went with, with Joe and Cully to Abiquiu? Yeah, yeah, took them over to Abiquiu. I'm happy to show you guys, uh, but I, I, listen, I, I need a favor first. Keeper, do I believe him that he's being truthful? Yeah, I, one of the things I said is that I was going to be looking closely <clears throat> to look for signs that he's lying to us. So I'm letting Buddy take lead, but I'm I'm studying him like like as closely as I can. All right, Eddie, you make a psychology roll and Buddy, you make an intelligence roll. Okay. To be fair, I have not lied in any fashion. I just have not added truthful yeah. elements. Yeah. No. Uh that's a success for me. Okay. <clears throat> so Buddy, I think you believe him okay. and you would be willing to advocate that you believe him. And something I've never rolled before. A hundred? A one. Oh. Holy shit. I think it's my wow. first time in this entire game that I've rolled a one. I don't know if anyone's rolled a one. Oh, wow. How uh, is it that we've never rolled a one, but we've rolled like 37 one hundred? Right. <laughs> How is that statistically possible? Gaming gods. Kind of, kind of a great question. But anyway... Uh, then you would you would be able to parse exactly on the money that Sam is being honest with you, but he is withholding parts, but not like not in a malicious way. Just probably what you would expect at this level of questioning somebody, right? So I mean, I have lists of names of people that have so like I had the names of of the people that he's talking about. But, but they were sort of background. 
So I've got other names. So one of the things that I would maybe wondering is, is he leaving people out from that list? Uh, Sam, are you leaving people out? And I, I don't think we have to rehash season two, like scene by scene. So I no. think this is probably a good point no. to say, like, no, I think, I mean, I mean, Sam was, uh, not, not hiding, but not volunteering that Franny was there as well. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah. I, I know you're <laughs> I mean, going uh, after Art, that. <laughs> Art knows that, but Buddy is just trying to get the full story. Cause it, you know, it's, it's, a, you know, the way you were sort of glossing over stuff was like, oh yeah, what, there's a bloodbath. Uh, wait, what now? <laughs> Yeah, so, so I, I, I was trying that, not to metagame it. Um, yeah, sure. yeah, that's I, I, why I'm wondering if I would have any sense of like missing people from this story. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you would have to assume that there are missing pieces, and of those mm -hmm. missing pieces, there's going to be missing people. But on the other hand, that Sam is being pretty forthcoming, giving the situation. And I, I think, you know, based on that role, you would have to give him credit that given the scenario and this is like your FBI kind of intuition of an interrogation, that Sam's being pretty damn forthright and giving you a lot of information. However, like anything, there's still more to come. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Also so gross. Yeah, there is. <laughs> All right. So I'd be like, Sam, you know what? We put you under the thumbscrews, right? We put you under a lot of pressure here. You're giving us good information. I appreciate that. I said that thing about locking you up. Here's the thing. I'm not going to lock you up. You're trying to do the right thing. You're, well, thanks. I, I appreciate it. It. If you got anything else you want to tell us, if, if, buddy, you got more questions, it's been a long day. It's been a long day for all of us. Well, well, well how about this? Do you two have a place uh, you'd like to hunker down tonight? Yeah, I would think we would. I mean, oh, Buddy's got housing. Yeah, and I've got I've got my hotel room. So oh, all um, right. Do you, just one one more question. Do you uh, the where where did they go in Abiquiu? Well, it's uh, I don't I don't feel comfortable telling you that and having That's you scamper out. Ask him, and he wouldn't tell me. But okay. but why? But but listen, I'll take you out there myself. And we'll cut from there. Okay. Right to Sister B, Pappy in the doctor's office, Joe in Sister B's arms. Okay. And then uh, Sister B, uh, oh, she wants, she looks for open chair because she needs to put uh, Joe down. She can't hold her uh, like this uncomfortable. So she wants to put her in comfortable chair and a waiting chair and, and set her down quietly. Okay. And and you notice, Sister B, as you set her down, like this coldness lifted from you as you put her down. It's just it 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 really kind of messes with your with your whole system. So the one thing uh, Sister B wants to try to put together the coldness that is coming from her is it's similar to the coldness when she put her hand near her book. And Pappy, you can't help but be feeling watched by the woman across from you. It's no longer like you're, you're no longer kind of. Um, sec guessing whether she's you, you know, she's looking at you. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, give up my chair to uh, Sister B. Okay. Like, oh, uh, have a seat. And uh, I'll uh, lean in and uh, I'll whisper that we're being, uh, we're being watched. And then I'll just stand against the wall. Or, 
Oh, Mr. Pappy, thank you for giving me me chair and uh, you're ki so kind. And she looks over at you with a little wink. Um, uh, j uh, just going back, what did was the, is the cold from Joe similar to the cold from the book? Oh, good question. Uh, make a make an intelligence roll. Hey, Pappy, make me an intelligence roll. Oh, okay. Uh, Fifty-five again. Got it. All right. Okay, <laughs> and so. For you, then, I think that, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's good. That that's going to be good enough. That it's that it seems the same type of cold. Uh, no, 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 no. That it seems different. I'm sorry. Di uh, different, different. Oh, oh okay. Mm -hmm. Different type of cold emanating from her. Okay, and then uh, Sister B will stand up and and uh, for one second. Oh, and st straightens out her. Uh, in fact, let me let me go back and just say Joe feels cold. The book made you feel cold. There's the distinction. Gotcha. So that's the difference. Okay. So Sister B will stand. She has her suitcase there, and she gets up, and she straightens, and she goes, Oh, after going so far, I need to straighten out the uh, clothes here. And... Uh, and it neaten myself up a little bit, and she just looks over at the woman with newspaper, and he says, "Oh, look at you!" And it says, "You are just so so fine today. That is a lovely outfit you are wearing, a young woman, or is it a young woman?" It it does appear to be a young woman. Yep. And she just engages her, and he, and, and just looks at her, looks at her straight, and just says that. He says, "Oh, what a lovely uh, lovely outfit do you have on here?" The woman just kind of grunts and keeps reading her newspaper. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I did not no. see that comment. No, there you go. <laughs> nice. And on that note, then we will end for oh. the evening. Wow. Uh, I was totally ready to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Well, at least wow. I was in the doctor's office. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight. That's good. Didn't see it. Until next time, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. Uh, I am no longer doing the Twitter thing. Uh, so if you happen to be on post.news, you can find me there. I am at Arthur. Michael is still holding down the fort on Twitter. He is under the LIB. And on the wait list. And on the wait list for post.news. Um, and don't forget, uh, check out our other show, Up Your RPG, wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, for me, for Michael, for Emily, Scott, Wayne, Rick, and Chris, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. No, 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 no. There's no consent from one, two, three, four, five, six people. My ear is off limits, Chris. Till you've had a mouthful of Dill Dingendorf, you don't know nothing. Keep hoping and looking and praying. Tentacle goes in, the tentacle goes out, the tentacle plays pinochle in your snout. I think Sam might have gone to deliver his enchiladas. To the toilet? No, 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 no.